Welcome to the Physician Grind Podcast. A lot of what people at dinner parties uh, or just in general ask me besides, you know, the inevitable, what's the weirdest thing you found in a patient's rectum question uh, is how can you deal with the smells uh, that you must have to deal with in emergency medicine. And um, I'll say that that is one of the unique challenges of emergency medicine is that curtains don't contain odors. <laughs> it's a magical place. <laughs> it's, it's a magical place with all sorts of uh, various uh, sounds and smells and um, usually not the, the most pleasant of odors that people um, experience in life. I mean, we do have the occasional well-to-do business person who goes down unexpectedly or the well-coiffed um, Sunday church goer who had a syncopal episode and comes in with nice smell of perfume or cologne, etc. But I think clearly most of us have been doing this for a while. Think of that as the exception to the rule. Um, uh, speaking of the more positive odors or sanitary odors, you know, now these uh, wipes are used to clean um, the beds after each patient use, and that has a certain chemical but somewhat pleasant clean odor to it uh, in general. And then, like I was saying earlier, um, when Purell dispensers first came out, I used to think that all these doctors and nurses I was working with were <laughs> drinking on duty <laughs> because they had just squirted some of this Purell on their hands and were like wiping it in front of their face. And it smells a little bit like the breath of somebody who's been drinking. So anyway, it turns out they were just clean. Um, so it turns out um, since these uh, the experience of challenging odors, odoriferousness in the emergency emergency medicine is not a new thing. Um, it's been around since emergency departments uh, began. Um, there's a few colloquial terms that we use to, to describe um, some of the smells and, and experiences, such as well, I think most people know that there's things like code blues, code black. And, and code grays, but in emergency medicine, when there's been a uh, large loose bowel movement, it's usually referred to as a code brown, kind of like the poop emoji nowadays. And yes, so those patients inevitably came into the emergency department for diarrhea. They get triaged into the room that's closest to the providers, and they suddenly prove to you how severe their diarrhea has been almost immediately after arriving in that bed. Um, and again, uh, there's no curtain that can contain that odor. Even doors can't contain that odor. <laughs> negative, uh, what is it, negative pressure rooms probably can't either. <laughs> they, it finds its way out inevitably. So um, everybody should be dosed with vancomycin on the way into the IUD. Um, and then there's another colloquial term that we use for patients who've neglected to take their shoes off for an extended period of time or perhaps wash their feet for or change your socks, I guess, um, which is toxic sock syndrome, not to be confused with toxic shock syndrome, although I think toxic sock can create a version of shock in some, some of the providers in the emergency department. Um, so yeah, you know, unfortunately, the, those, those smells don't die suddenly or quickly, unlike uh, ketotic breath in an, a DKA patient, um, which um, extinguishes almost the, media, the minute you smell it, these things 
can linger for, well, maybe even a career, I don't know, but you, you kind of never forget. So speaking of, um, of funny odors, is it is triggering a memory of a, a really interesting, I think interesting anecdote about uh, a patient I cared for once. Um, and the story is inspired by odors. So I was walking through the ED on a Sunday. I specifically remember the day of the week. Um, it was summertime and it, I smelled what smelled like a cooked hot dog with mustard on it. <laughs> And at first I thought somebody was eating in the emergency department. I thought that, you know, that's, it really bugs when people eat in the ED, whether it's patients or, or staff. I think it's kind of strange. But um, as I got closer to this one bed slash curtain, the, the odor became more and more intense. And I pulled open the curtain to introduce myself and looked down and saw these two red legs with mustard human legs with mustard um, slathered all over them, dried mustard, because the skin was so hot from burns, from thermal burns, that it had actually dried up and cracked the, um, the mustard that was slathered all over the legs. And I asked them what had happened, and they said that they had gotten sunburned, um, and it was pretty bad. There were pretty bad burns on both legs, and they had been told that uh, the antidote for treating burns was to put French's mustard. <laughs> not gray poupon. Not gray poupon. No, and not uh, Chinese hot mustard. No, um, indeed, just regular old French's mustard all over the legs. So, I suggested to them that Silvadine was probably a better. Um, uh, topical to use than that, but it validated my sense of smell that I was smelling something that was like a burnt hot dog that had mustard on it. You gotta love home remedies. And this wraps up another episode of the Physician Grind podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a rating and a review. The Physician Grind podcast is a forum where healthcare providers can share stories. If you have a story you'd like to share, email us. Our contact information is in the show notes. Thanks for listening.